Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports podcast. I know I haven't done a one in a while, but I was trying to get somebody to come and analyze sports with me or anything sports related. And uh, he's been on the podcast before, so I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm going to test a few people and see if I can get a good na- analysis. And uh, Ender has made the cut. And What's I have up, guys? <laughs> that he will be a part and he will be here with us and doing more podcasts as... Uh, we were just discussing before this that uh, there's a documentary that's coming out, mm-hmm. and that is the Last Dance. A lot of people are like, "What? What are you? What are you? What are you talking about?" <laughs> if you've been living under a rock, um, it's been mentioned a lot over social media, and uh, yeah, especially over social media, it's about Michael Jordan's and the Chicago Bulls. Last Dance, which was in the season of '98, I believe. Yeah, '97 to '98 season. '98, yeah. Boom. So the thing is here that most people do know the name Michael Jordan. They know the brand Jordan that I feel mm-hmm. in this generation more than they know the man itself, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think that carried him across through generations more than his own play. Yeah, and we were discussing that I'm a huge basketball fan, as many of you know. And Inder said he's somewhat of a casual fan. But the thing we both have in common is that we were born in 95 mm-hmm. and that was like the end towards of a michael jordan era so the only thing that i know about michael jordan again is that he's the best basketball player or proclaimed proclaimed by many mm-hmm. of the analysts that do espn or fox sports or just in general there's like a general consensus by even nba players that michael jordan is hands down the best basketball player that ever lived and I haven't seen enough video of him. Obviously, I've seen the highlights. I've seen all the dunks. I've seen all the tongue. Like, the tongue is just deadly. Like, I think <laughs> that signature of him is just... It's iconic. Insane. It's iconic. Yeah. Right? So, we were both discussing that. Like, yo, we both really don't know enough about this guy or about the Bulls. Obviously, 6-0, 6-6, six and 6-6. Oh, six and six and six and six. Like, everybody knows that. But, like the in-depth about michael jordan how his lifestyle was like how how was he off the court how Mm -hmm. was he with his teammates like nobody knew that side of michael jordan unless you're like an og where you got the chance to see him i wasn't blessed enough to see him alongside with ender ender what do you think the casual people or people that really don't follow basketball or don't know michael jordan only know him by the bride Mm -hmm. what do you think they're they should be looking forward to in this documentary the last dance well i think it's gonna be a way of cementing to them too i mean it it depends on the video that they're gonna see that is this really the greatest player that they've ever seen play basketball so like the conversations that they've always had of lebron james or kobe or magic johnson and all these other people that they've compared against i think this is gonna sort of cement that if it can um, other than that, it's just going to show another side of the player that they haven't really seen or the chemistry of a team that made basically six for six in the yeah. championships, right? So that being a big deal and then seeing that Golden State's been so successful in these years, you're going to see a comparison between what the Bulls and that generation had and the play and the way they played as well and yeah. see the change what we have now. So it's a good comparison that we'd get to see of a championship team versus what we have now. Yeah, I mean, the last few years, uh, a lot of people, again, have been comparing the Golden State Warriors, who've been like a dynasty since like 2015 to like last year was like 
their peak, I would say, just mm-hmm. in terms because they had KD and everyone. But uh, there's always the question that what if the Bulls played the Golden State Warriors who would win in a seven-game series? Or yeah. what if the Bulls played the 2000 Lakers in a seven-game series who would win? A lot of us know about those teams. We all watch the Golden State Warriors, and some kids don't even know about how good the yeah. Bulls were. Uh-huh. When the Bulls won their championships, it was an era of more physical basketball. Yeah, it was so much harder to play in then than what we have now. Like here now, we can create like spacings because it's more of a three-point game than anything else. So they're sort of avoiding that physical contact, plus everything's a little softer. Yeah. But watching the games of back in the day, the way the fouls weren't even fucking called half the time. Yeah. It, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch that. Yeah, so that's one thing that I'm looking at is, um, will they document the side of Michael Jordan getting bashed up against teams? Because back then, like, fouls, like, common fouls nowadays is, like, I eat, like you got a slap on the wrist and you're like, yeah. the foul. But back then, they didn't call that stuff. And Not at came all. a little later, but like Michael Jordan took a beating. And the Golden State Warriors kind of like, they're not, I would even say they're to the level of the Chicago Bulls from what I know. The yeah. Chicago Bulls had a great coach named Phil Jackson, which is like... Probably the all-time coach, yeah. I would say. <laughs> The funniest thing about the comparison between these two teams is that Steve Kerr played on the Bulls. Exactly. And, <laughs> he played with the greatest he, yeah, player ever. He played with the greatest player of all time. <laughs> and uh, then he ironically just coached the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. So that's like a different dynamic that I'm... I, Steve Kerr gets... Like young Steve Kerr. Like I want to see if like they mention anything about Steve Kerr. Like did he have a coaching background? Like did he learn certain things from like... Phil Jackson. Yeah, that'd be really interesting to see like, what kind of influence Phil Jackson had on what he's coaching now. Yeah, like, is there, like, do they relate? Yeah. What, what did St- Steve Kerr take away from Michael Jordan playing on that team and implementing on his team? Because mm-hmm. I always feel as Steve Kerr, I, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's been surrounded by a great talent. Yeah, I think the players and talent really outweigh his coaching. It doesn't yeah. seem that special. I think in the beginning, it felt a little new, the way he changed the game up with the threes and all. Yeah. And the way he surrounded the pieces in his team to work with Curry and Clay and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to know how it's going to work out. Yeah. So besides the teams, obviously, uh, we can always have a debate about who the greatest team is, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say... Like, the Bulls dynasty was by far the best dynasty. Oh, yeah. Right? So, now we get to go and end up... I was just kind of, like, reading into it. Like, I haven't seen too much. Like, I haven't even seen the trailer of The Last Dance. I haven't mm-hmm. really... Like, I've only been, like, getting it on social media, actually. Yeah. And uh, from what I know, like, a little bit, just a little bit of background, is that on the, the reason it was called, like, The Last Dance is because Phil Jackson actually gave the play, like, like the playbooks to the players on the yep. Chicago Bulls. And mm-hmm. uh, he wrote on the book, The Last Dance, letting them know, oh. like, yo, this is it. Like, this is going to be our last time. Like, enjoy it. And we're trying to win the championship. We're trying to go for another 3 P. The reason the three, not the 3 P, but the reason that the Bulls were getting separated was because of the general managers the name was Jer- 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 jerry jerry Krause. Krause. Krause, yeah jerry yeah. Krause, right and uh 
Apparently this guy had like a big time ego and he wanted to take credit for the dynasty. <laughs> and he even made he even made the point like in the last season, the last dance, like if even if the Bulls go eighty two and O, yeah. Phil Jackson is still not coming back to be the coach. Bruh. <laughs> he, he fucked that up. Like I still like I try to be like no ego all the time just because mm. I think there's the ego just hurts like too many and this is a perfect example. Yeah. I I would have said the Bulls probably would have won two more championships. Yeah. If it wasn't for his fucking dumbass. Yeah, I could see that. But the thing is, the only point that I could agree that maybe they might not win was that the team was getting old. Like I think yeah. they all were about like 35, yeah, 32 yeah. around MJ somewhere around there. Like, 37, yeah, so, so yeah, so grandfather time or whatever they call it was, yeah. was probably gonna catch up to him. Yeah, but that team just had this. If you think about it, there's not too many teams, even in today's generation, where they go from five, six, seven, eight, nine years of just being consistently together. Yeah. And that team was consistently together, except for the time where Michael Jordan had that gap and he just retired after the three mm-hmm. game to go play baseball. And but that team was always kept intact. So they always knew like the chemistry is always there. I always tell people like when I play with a certain people that I've always like grown up playing with, we just mm-hmm. know like where we're gonna be or like we know how to play with each other. Yeah, you you know the routes that the other person's yeah. gonna take and stuff like that. You know the behavior of how they're gonna react and how you should react towards them as well. Yeah, so when when you play on a new team and you kind of you gotta get used to everybody. You gotta get used to how mm-hmm. somebody plays. You gotta be like, okay, I can't really talk to this guy this way because he's a little more sensitive than the team that I played on before. Yeah. Right. So again, I think that team had so much chemistry that they could have maybe won two more. But again, you said like father time, like nobody beats father time except for mm-hmm. LeBron James. He, yeah, he's just a freak of nature. <laughs> he's, just, he's just different, <laughs> right? And Jerry Krause, I mean, was it Jerry Krause? Yeah, Jerry Krause. I keep thinking Jeremy. I'm thinking someone else. <laughs> it could but, be his full name. <laughs> right? Like this dude, like seriously, fucked everything up. Ruined the entire dynasty. Yeah, like, he he wanted he wanted coaches that were inexperienced so he could take advantage of them and like still call the shots. Yeah, that that and doesn't work. Well, Jackson's like, motherfucker, you see these rings? <laughs> right? Exactly. But the point I still don't get is like, Phil Jackson's like, you see these rings? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. You're still leaving. Exactly. Because he wanted to be the the full right owner of like, the Bulls won because of me. Yeah, and that that doesn't work that way, man. Like honestly, Phil Jackson deserves that credit as well. Like, look what he did with the Lakers right after. Yeah, he implemented <laughs> so, this. He implemented the triangle, the triangle offense. Exactly. Which he goes around with the Bulls, which was like okay. Jerry Krause also said, uh, "No, Michael Jordan said like." Yo, uh, if these play, uh, owners think that they could come play, like, yo, let's step up to the thing, yo. Because Jerry mm-hmm. Krause is like, yo, like, the reason the Bulls are where they are is because of the, the management team. <laughs> not, not because of the players or the coach, because of the management team. The only credit I could put up towards them is, like, the way they brought all the pieces in together. But that's about it. Yeah. There's no other influence or any factor that could really put that the management team really had yeah. an effect. So they got a general manager that was kind of like trying to fuck him over just because he wanted all the credit. Yeah. 
kind of logic is that? It, it makes no sense. You have the greatest player of all time. You might have arguably the best coach of all time. You might arguably might have the greatest team of all time. <laughs> and you still want to fuck it up because you want the credit. Completely fumbled the bag there. <laughs> yeah. And the Bulls haven't been at that sort of stage since that. Yeah, since our boy D Rose. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. too, like, it just... I don't know. I don't think that team, even with D-Rolls, would have made it to yeah. an extent that Jordan guys had. Yeah, obviously, like, again, like, somebody told me, like, my cousins, like, they're old school fans. Mm -hmm. And I always preach about, like, yo, LeBron's the best basketball player or Kobe Bryant, in my opinion. Like, those are the two, in my opinion, that are, like, just like, god tier level for me. Yeah. But my cousin's like, yo, bro, like, you never grew up on what we saw, like... Michael Jordan, they're like, he just had this, like, mystique and aura around him that, like, you can't explain. That's the thing. I, I love the stories of hearing other players talk about him, of saying, like, how competitive he was. Yeah. I think that's the most intriguing factor about him. Like, he was, like, a do-or-die type of guy, and no matter what you're doing, even if it's not even basketball and you're playing some sort of fucking beer pong, yeah. like, he was ruthless at that shit. He wanted Dude. to win. The dude was so competitive to the point where he would spend hours yeah. gambling, <laughs> losing his money, because he just didn't know how to take an L. Yeah. See, I, I hopefully they add that sort of aspect in the documentary as well, and they're not... If Michael like, Jordan's, like, crazy gambling addiction. Yeah. <laughs> what he actually did in that retirement period, things like that. That's, yeah, that just tells you how, like, how competitive this motherfucker was. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to spend the entire night after we just played. I'm going to go to gamble and I'm going to lose 50K. But <laughs> I'm still like, I might lose 50K. But if I win 500, that is that W for him. Because That's it. He just could not take else. That's one <laughs> thing. Because he's like, he hated fucking losing. That's insane. Like the kind of mentality you have to have for that. And what probably shaped him to actually have it is nuts. It's nuts. Like <laughs> to the point where people were like before games... He would always find motivation like like i want to be i want to kill the other team like i just <laughs> like to find that type of motivation every single day it's very hard it is like there's times that you just don't feel like or there's nothing to really inspire to get that yeah but he was like hunting for it yeah he was hunting for it and again like i wish i had that type of demeanor mm -hmm. but then again like i'm not a sports or like in that category of where I would need that but again like it's an excuse I think if I have that motivation and that type of demeanor like who says I can't be successful the way he is that's true I feel like that's one thing I hope a lot of people do understand about this documentary is he was so possessed with what he wanted to do and he perfected it and yeah. he always found more motivation that I don't want people to be like yo this is a basketball documentary we get to see Michael Jordan at his peak and the Bulls and like what the hell whatever the hell was going on with the bulls but like mm -hmm. i really hope they show the side of like michael jordan like what made on, him that yeah getting on his teammates of being like yo let's let's do this like we have to be better like this and that and this and that so people look at him and be like yo he was just not gifted mm -hmm. he worked he and put pressure on his teammates. What I find it might be interesting to see how the other teams that are playing now are probably going to react or like the players are probably going to react yeah. and see their game maybe change. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting to see too. And again, most kids in today's generation 
don't know the Michael Jordan story. Yeah. So all they know is like either I wouldn't even say like today's generation considers LeBron James the best player because I remember Steph had that run in 2015-16 like, to 16 where he was just making threes and he changed the entire landscape of basketball. He was, I think, the most uh, bought jersey, I think, yeah, right, yeah, for that, one year. Low-key, that pissed off LeBron, too. Like, <laughs> side note, like, yo, like, this guy really passing me on that. But Yeah. So kids, like, even when I used to work at, like, a retail place, and kids would be like, yo, you got Steph Curry's? You got Steph Curry's? <laughs> because he he grew up in like the social media era and that's when everything started popping so mm. people like kind of just like diminished lebron for a minute but they totally forgot about the goat that's true six 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 like the numbers back it up <laughs> you have to think about it from that standpoint he won six championships yep. six finals mvps in six games of all the series he didn't even let it get to a set game seven and the thing is, we're sort of disregarding even the retirement phase. Like, yeah. that could have easily been another run that he could have continued right from the beginning. So it wouldn't have been just two pairs of three Ps. It could have been just continuous. The balls you have to have. <laughs> I just, yo, I just won three championships. You know what? Like, fuck it. I'm just going to go try baseball. Yeah. Because <laughs> I grew up wanting to be a baseball player. So I was like, you know what? Like, basketball is just too easy for me. <laughs> I'm just gonna go play baseball for a moment in the middle ridiculous. of my prime. In the yeah. middle of my fucking prime. Like, how do you even think of that? Like, what's the thought process behind that? You're at the greatest stage of your life. Yeah. Of the NBA as well, and then you end up pulling that. I felt like if he didn't retire there, the, the Bulls probably would have. They would have got a quad easily. They would have had four easily. Easily. <laughs> but. Again, the man was just so obsessed and so competitive that as a kid, he wanted to be a baseball player low-key. So he wanted to try to play baseball. And the Chicago White Sox are like, yo, we get Michael Jordan on our team? The greatest <laughs> athlete at the moment? Yeah. He might not really know how to play, but fuck it. You know how much money that's going to bring into us? <laughs> that's the thing. Baseball out of all sports never made any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just so interesting to me. So I, I, they're not, I don't think they'll document that because, again, it's like the last season. Yeah. And I was like later towards, but... Maybe they might speak on it. Like, again, there's so much to look forward to in this documentary. Mm -hmm. The casual person, again, doesn't know much about Michael Jordan except for the brand, especially where we live. We see yeah. Jordan everywhere. Basically. Every yeah. Everybody here rocks Jordan 24-7. And it's like a premium brand as well, right? So there's, there's a hype to it. Yeah. So I guess we get to also get to see, like, the behind, like people have been wearing jordan 24 7 like yo guys you gotta check this shit out like this is you guys is fucking not idol but the thing you wear every exactly single day. yeah like, you, you should definitely check it out and be like i so this is where the jordan brand started from mm -hmm. and this is what it was yeah because like here like the jordan brand kind of just like signifies what like a jack i guess basically <laughs> but yeah but it's kind of interesting but again like from Michael Jordan being the greatest basketball player and then he gets the Jordan brand and still carries his legacy forward. Mm -hmm. A lot of players that were great before him don't have the same they don't have the same thing. Like that's that's what makes him so great is that he has a brand that continues and people still recognize it and will die for that shit at the end of the day. Yeah, the only person that I could think of from that sort of era is Kobe. That's yeah. about it. Other than that, everybody else became sort of irrelevant. 
Yeah, like you could, like, how do you leave your mark? That's one thing I say as a professional athlete mm-hmm. is like, you can be great, you could be supremely talented, you could you could win a lot of championships, but like, how do you leave your mark? Yeah, that's true. Like he has a brand, and that brand will, I don't think, will ever die. Yeah, it's cemented. Uh, like even if they keep re-releasing like old ones with different colorways with their shoes and stuff like that, people are still gonna buy it. It's just something that's part of the culture. Yeah, so that's just it's just you can't like the man was just on a different fucking level, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's the thing, and we sort of know that just from hearing things. And this documentary might provide information to actually prove it. Yeah, which is probably gonna be the most interesting part. Yeah. And again, I think so when somebody that's younger sees this, their entire narrative could possibly change of mm-hmm. being like, yo, like I thought Steph Curry was a basketball player, but this dude is just on some, he's on one. He's totally different than what I thought I well, basketball was totally is. Did you hear Jordan saying that people might hate him or not like him after this yeah. documentary? From what like I kind of like read a bit into it, it was just that um, he... He kind of was like tough on his teammates mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't get a chance to see that just because back then there was no cameras going into locker rooms or in practices like the yeah. way there is now. So we get to see that side. Whoever captures this documentary was like waiting on the perfect opportunity and he's like, you know what, COVID-19 you know, <laughs> released this documentary. I'm joking. The documentary was like, was going to, was announced like way back. So it wasn't like anything related to this, but again a perfect time to release it though no it is everybody's at the, home yeah, everybody's yeah. got time to actually watch just, it now just the way michael jordan loves it have the entire world watching him the attention on him he loves the spotlight he's oh, a killer, yeah. <laughs> killer it's gonna be a day in history yeah. everybody watching it if you're a basketball fanatic most people yeah. are just gonna watch it then and there yeah even if you're not a basketball fanatic like Shout out to all the people that watched that, that Tiger documentary that's been <laughs> yeah. on like, Netflix. Like, I haven't seen it, but shout out to the people that have seen it. Mm-hmm. I think this documentary is supposed to be on Netflix, no? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the places where it's going to release on. Yeah. Again, like, I don't want people to be like, this guy doesn't know shit just because I haven't. I, I, I'm, like the, I'm like that kid that's like super excited and I don't want no teaser, no nothing. I'm just like... <laughs> Everything I know is just like basically from previous years, but like I'm super excited. It comes out tomorrow, which is April 19th, the first episode. Mm. And again, I would encourage people to be like, yo, I'm not a basketball fan, but since you've got time and you watch some Tiger documentary, you might as well try to watch this and exactly see the mystique behind this. And I don't think anybody that like has played sports doesn't know about Jordan. It's just such a universal brand. It's an iconic name. Yeah. I went to India and I remember the first time I asked my cousin, I'm like, what's one name that you know? Yeah. And I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's it. He didn't even know what sport he played. Yeah. He the name. That's the thing. People might not know Steph Curry, might not know LeBron James, but yeah. Jordan is one name that's just attached to basketball. Always. Always will be. And again, like, people need to realize that Again, he was great as a basketball player, but mm-hmm. now we get to look into his life off the court. What was he like off the court? Because nobody knew what the fuck he was doing besides like gambling. But Exactly. Yeah. What's one thing that you think most people might be like, shit, I didn't know that about him? Um, 
or about the Chicago team? I would say the way he shaped his teammates. Like that mm. that trash talk getting inside their own heads yeah. and making them better. Because yeah. I've seen that work with other people as well. So I want to see how Jordan did it. And I've seen videos of him trash talking other people and how notorious he was with that shit. Like so there's a lot good. of stories with like Reggie Miller and stuff like that. Like, you know, good banter that I've seen. Yeah. And I want to see how that really influenced and shaped people around the league too. Yeah. What's another thing that you might be like, might be like people be... Yo, I don't want to watch this documentary because of... Um... Hmm... I don't know. Maybe just because they think that he's too glorified? Yeah. I that might be something. That way. Yeah. To the point where they're like, we already know like he's the GOAT. So what's the point of us watching this? Or like... Yeah. Yo. I think... Here's another thing that I think people are going to have to take into factor. Is there's a lot of diehard lebron james fans as skip billis would like to call <laughs> blind witnesses yeah and uh if you are like a diehard lebron james fan you might not want to watch the documentary because this is one player that he's always been compared to mm-hmm. and it might change your perspective and you might be like this is oh, the new best player. <laughs> shit. Uh, this guy's actually like good like really good yeah and again like i'm a diehard lebron james fan but as you get older and you start to understand more things you kind of be like okay if michael jordan is the better basketball player okay so what like lebron james is good too but he's just not as good as michael jordan mm-hmm. i think that with it. that killer mentality that jordan had is probably gonna put yeah. him at a higher spot over could lebron you, i could, see, I could see once this documentary airs and uh everything is done like People are going to be adding LeBron like, yo, he doesn't have the killer mentality that Michael yeah. Jordan has. He doesn't get on his teammates like Michael ever did. That's going to be another talking point for them. <laughs> and again, like LeBron grew up in the social media era. And it's, it's yeah. again, it's different where Michael Jordan never got added. Mm-hmm. He never got criticized. Yes, he got criticized, but it was like kept in public. It wasn't, I mean, kept in private, but I could go on Twitter and criticize the shit out of LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. And who the fuck am I at the end of the day, right? <laughs> exactly. But you couldn't do that to Michael Jordan because, again, social media didn't exist back then. Yeah. So the behind the scenes, like, that's like, to answer my own question, that's like the only, like, one thing that I'm fucking super excited about is like behind the scenes. Like, we finally get to see behind the scenes of a team that was so great. I want to know what went behind the things that they did on their off time as well. That'd yeah, be pretty like, interesting. To... Like, how's their chemistry? Like, because from what I've heard, like a great team always, from other players that I've heard, is a great team always travels together. Yeah. They have movie nights together. They go eat out together. And that builds team chemistry. And this team had so much chemistry. Also, I want to see how Dennis Rodman is portrayed in the documentary. Yeah, yo, Dennis Rodman, I, I, low-key sleeper. I think Dennis Rodman might make the documentary. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's like that one guy that's like the goofy guy. He's like the Shaq of the Lakers, kind of. Like, yeah. Like, 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 yo, like the funny guy. with like. Plus, a there's wild... a mystique around him. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on in his head? Like, the shit that he used to do, the way he, he dressed and stuff like he, that. He, he, he was low Uzi Vert before. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, that's who he was. Like, nobody in basketball looked like what Dennis Rodman looked like. Yeah. And the time of, like, where people were still being judged like that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be pretty interesting to see, too. 
Yi, right? I, like piercings, nose rings, and everything like that. The dude did not yeah. give a fuck. I, I always think like Michael Jordan's so like business and like so focused on like being this basketball killer. Yeah. And then they finally get Dennis Rodman, and then Dennis Rodman comes in the locker room and it's like. Michael Jordan's like I could just what the fuck just is looking at this dude like y'all really y'all really brought him here huh <laughs> like I love competing against him but like really on our team <laughs> yo Michael take a chill pill man <laughs> I want to know how what he thought about that <laughs> yeah like he's he's like that crazy dude that I think I think a lot of people might actually Dennis Rodman might be like the unsung hero in this documentary where people might be like yo I fuck with Dennis Rodman like he mm-hmm. he was like the funny dude that kind of like lighten the situation where everything was so serious either that or maybe scotty pippen like how jordan might have um overshadowed his sort of potential yeah scotty pippen has always like mentioned like ever since he's become like an analyst like low-key appearing Mm -hmm. on these shows like yeah like michael jordan was good or like lebron's better then sometimes he retreats on that comment and then yeah like so i want to see like how scotty was and like how mj kind of helped him be who he is because like Mm -hmm. Again, um, Scotty Pimpin wanted like a lot more money, but uh, Jerry Krause was like, "Nah, dude, we're not giving you that much money." And Michael Jordan fought for Scotty Pimpin and be like, "Yo, like this dude, this dude needs more money." He's like, "My true teammate." He's like, "My he's dude, like, my like dude. I need him." But like, I need- so that's kind of interesting to see how that dynamic would probably work. Mm. Hmm. We'll see. That's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah, so again, the documentary airs on tomorrow, the 19th. And again, I don't know where it's available at the moment. So that's kind of something I'll have to look into. So when I do post this podcast and give you guys like a quick breakdown, I'll probably find the links. Again, we're in the 21st century. I'm pretty sure everybody could probably find it even if I didn't link it. (laughs) So again, um, hopefully you guys enjoy the documentary and uh, I'll post it and leave the comment below on the instagram page and tell me what like your favorite moment was because i think it it airs so there's one episode and it airs every week i believe it's not just like a full documentary i could be wrong i think it's in multiple parts okay so multiple parts yeah i guess we can kind of do like a saga like reviewing episode one or not that'd be pretty interesting too yeah so maybe something we'll probably do and look into but uh, yeah other than that guys it's been the more than sports podcast with your boy baraj and inter and have a good day guys let's see you